You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Just some other numbers. So there's there's a lot of different ones on here, but one of the main ones is this success rate. So this is how good you are at just, you know, kind of staying on schedule with your offense. And Florida's about average in the nation for our offense. Um, we're a little bit better at rushing than passing. And you look at Georgia and, you know, so a little over 40% of plays are usually successful for an offense. Georgia, it's low 30s. Um, you know, it's almost 30% for passing, which is crazy low. Teams just are not able to find success in the passing game against them. And then their rushing attack, you know, pretty similar, but they're slightly worse versus the run. They don't give up a lot of explosive plays either. Sorry, these point fours, like that's EPA as well, right? So all of these are success rate. Uh, explosiveness is like the expected points on a successful play. Got it. Yeah. So if you only looked at the good plays, how explosive are they? So they're really good at limiting any successful plays. And even the successful plays that they do allow aren't very successful. So um, I think one thing that kind of stands out is their front seven is really good. They limit the rushes. They absolutely kill teams on third down. So passing down situations, they're super good at those. Um, They get a lot of tackles for loss and hits near the line of scrimmage with their front seven. They're not generating a lot of sacks. They, I think, are 127th in FBS at generating sacks. Super low sack rate. Um, So that's interesting. I don't know if these are late blitzes, you know, exactly why that is. They're generating a fair bit of pressure or if they're just content to be a little bit more conservative and, and not quite get the same sacks, but I think it's interesting. So, so something just to note, they don't have many weaknesses on defense, but not sacking the quarterbacks is one of them. Yeah. That's at least something that's actually comforting where it's like, well, they're not great at sacking the quarterback and we have one of the most elusive quarterbacks around, at least in the backfield. Yeah. When you look at our side, who are who's making plays for our offense? You know, it's running through Richardson. Johnson and Etienne have been great. Um, of our receivers, Shorter and Pearsall have made the most of their opportunities. Um, Wright and Henderson, you know, they've gotten a lot of usage, but the you know the expected points just haven't been there so far this season. That doesn't necessarily mean you know we won't see these guys against UGA, or they might not bust a big play. Um, Xavier Henderson looked great last weekend and, you know, sometimes you need those guys to break out and they just need more opportunities. But, but right now our best five are Richardson, Johnson, Etienne, and then shorter Pearsall. So if somebody's going to generate explosive plays in these games, I bet, I bet on those five guys, um, you know, above anything else, I think to win this game, we've got to get some field position. If we get in scoring position, we have to get touchdowns and we got to limit turnovers. And the EPA pass here that you see for like Montreal, like all the skill position players, um, is that on plays where they are targeted or get a catch or? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So for Richardson, it's, it's throws. Um, 
for the receive for running backs, wide receivers, it's receptions and then rushes, uh, scrambles, sacks for Richardson, um, or just regular runs. So you can see we haven't had a lot of success throwing to our running backs this year, and we'll look at how that compares to to Georgia. Um, here's what you were kind of interested in: is what are we doing and how well are we doing it? And so this is personnel. So we've been primarily an 11 personnel, so one running back, one tight end team um, with a fair bit of 12 personnel, so almost 40%, 35 40%. And then this is relative to everybody else in FBS. How much are we running that? And so you can see we're running 12 personnel a lot relative to the rest of college football. And for what's been successful for our offense, uh, it's been by far the most successful uh, personnel grouping we've had. And we kind of talked about this a little bit at the top, whether that's um, whether that's situational or, um, you know, what that is. But it's definitely been our best personnel grouping. Um, run versus pass, similar EPA generation, uh, pretty even splits, 50-50, similar to the rest of FBS. Um, kind of what makes us a little bit – distinct we're running a fair bit of no huddle um you know running a lot of shotgun i think everybody does anymore a lot of motion so a lot of motion a lot of no huddle and actually a fair bit of rpo but we haven't found much success running it um which has been surprising because i know that's something you know one of the first installs you saw richardson running under mullen um, like that oklahoma game where those rpo pop passes um, so i'm surprised we haven't been more successful there yeah, that one. I, yeah, I, I would have definitely thought that it was something that you'd, you'd see more success on, but no, yeah, numbers, numbers don't lie. Um, let's see, passing tendencies. I think, I think these were grabbing from the wrong place. Oh, dang it! All right, I meant to fix this. Ignored. Ignore the wide out slot tight end running back targets because um, I know these are wrong. Um, That's comforting because that, that tight end EPA play number just just looks very bad. And I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that that is also included in that little area. Yeah, I meant to fix this. And I mean, you can just look at the RB target share and we don't throw to the running backs. <laughs> um, but... I think the play action and design rollout is correct because we've been doing a lot of play action. We've been doing a lot of the design rollouts. These are our big boots um, that we've had a lot of success with. Um, as far as running, you know, we're a zone running team. Uh, we haven't had a ton of success doing it. Um, we're not running many gap schemes. So like power and counter, we've hardly done that. But when we have, it's kind of been a curveball that we've thrown at teams and we've had a fair bit of success doing it. So I'll be curious if we try and do a little bit more of the pulling guard, pulling, you know, pulling tackle type stuff against, um, against Georgia. I think it's a tall ask given how big their guys are and how fast they are, but you know, it could be a curveball that we haven't put a lot on film. Yeah. I mean, I mean, hopefully I'm, I'm genuinely looking at all these numbers and I'm just like, do everything that the EPA is in the green, do do everything that you can to do that against Florida, against that. Yeah. And these, these EPA numbers are a little bit skewed high. So these ones are from 
football SIS, not CFB data, and EPA can vary a little bit. And these numbers here don't have sacks in them, so that skews them all towards the positive. You'll see, you know, UGA's EPA per play numbers are a lot higher. The numbers don't lie. In the last decade, over 4 million people have chosen Simply Safe Home Security to protect their home. You don't earn the trust of that many people without doing something right. At Simply Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters. I know this because, well, I use Simply Safe for my house, which it's fantastic because I've told you guys before this story and I will tell you again. There was a time I was on vacation. I got the little notification that was like, hey, bro, you got something. I'm sorry, that was so stupid. <laughs> you got something going on. Um, it, it was just a false alarm. It was my neighbor's kid. Ball came into the yard. They went and got the ball. And Simply Safe was just, Simply Safe was looking for smoke. I don't know what to tell you about that point. But it's good because I at least knew I was protected, even though it was a completely false alarm. You can customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at Simply Safe dot com slash locked on college save 20% on your simply safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your first month free visit simplysafe.com slash locked on college to learn more and remember there's no safe like simply safe um kind of switching to the other side you know they've got a great offensive line i think this wall of green is one of the first thing that stands out and then you look at Stetson Bennett just getting a ton of explosive points. He's got receivers that just get a lot of yak, and he's a great situational scrambler, and he makes on-target throws. Um, you know, Brock Bowers, when he runs a route, he's probably getting targeted. Um, Lad McConkey, he's great. Uh, Jackson, you know, they've got guys all over the field. And then all of their running backs generate a ton of missed tackles. And one thing Florida has been really bad at is tackling. Um, You know, we just have not been able to consistently be a great tackling team, especially in our front seven. And, and I think these are the type of of guys who make you play. Um, And these are the type of offensive lines who push you off enough to make the tackles um, tougher. So we've also, really struggled to generate pressure. I don't know if we're going to be able to hit Stetson Bennett. I think their receivers might have a lot of time uh, to run against our cornerbacks and, and, and safeties. Yeah, this it's, I don't like this chart that much. It's, it is not helpful. It's obviously helpful, but it is a uh, not favorable for the Florida Gators pretty much yeah. anywhere that I'm looking. No. I mean, you look at their offense, though, and there are some tendencies that that make you feel maybe a little bit better. Um, It's a really efficient offense, so it's designed to stay on schedule. And they're not extremely explosive. They're a little bit below average in explosivity, which is surprising. Um, So they want to stay on schedule. They're about 50-50 run pass split. Uh, They're a really good rushing team, so... They're going to run the ball for five yards and then run it again for six yards and then run it again for five yards and then run it again for six and then throw the ball on a, on a little out to uh, to Brock Bowers, who's going to get 10 yards. Um, they're really good on third downs. They're better on third downs than we've been bad, and we've been very bad. Um, 
They've got a great O-line, and we've struggled to generate much havoc. Um, I think when I look at this, the recipe comes out where Georgia wants to be efficient, and you know they're not that explosive. So if Florida's going to sit back and, and try and be bend, don't break, keep everything in front of them, I think they're going to lose this game. I think the only way you win this game is, is to blitz, to get aggressive, um, you know, play a lot of one high safety and, and, and bring another safety in to help and try and get tackles for loss, try and get pressures, try and get sacks, try and keep Bennett from scrambling. Um, you know, you're going to need a big game from, from Torrance or, or Dean um, to really keep you in this. And it's a tall ask. These these guys are really good, and and the running backs catch a ton of passes too. They generate a lot of EPA thrown to their running backs. So they got multiple running backs who can catch out of the backfield, and then Brock Bowers, and then Lad McConkey, who um, you know will operate out of the slot, and and those together put a lot of stress on the defense. Um, you know they'll have these tight formations with everybody you know, near the ball and then everybody's breaking out and you're really stretching you. And then, you know, they'll do a little, little draw play to the running back and he's got to make one linebacker miss. So it, it's, it's going to be a really hard game. I'd like to see Florida get a re- aggressive, take away the the throws to the running back. And then, you know, we'll need some third down luck. Yeah. A lot of luck. If we're, if we're expecting third down uh, success, it's a lot of luck. And you mentioned that, you know, they stress the defense. They're stressing me out, like, just, yeah. <laughs> just this game. Yeah. Uh, looking at what they like to do, they run just mostly 12 personnel. That's what they actually base out of, and they're really good at it. Um, they'll even go 22 personnel, which is super rare. You just don't see many teams do that. Um, they'll go no huddle. Does uh, this, in, personnel grouping-wise, does that include – where they're lined up or what position there is just what position they're designated okay Okay. so they might line them up in the slot but they'll still count that as 12 personnel and i kind of like that you know it's a little bit um it tells you more about who's out there than necessarily where they line up yeah that i I think that's the better way to do it as opposed you know if they run out with Bowers, Washington, and Arik Gilbert, but Arik yeah. Gilbert's not wide. Then it's going to list him as a tight end. No, like he, he's or it's going to list him as a wide receiver. No, he is still a tight end. Especially where so many teams go no huddle, and and you know they might be the same guys out there, but you know they're all bunched up on the line of scrimmage one play, and then they're all out wide the next. And you know there's no change in the personnel. Um, it's just a change in where you've put them. Um. You know, they're a lot of really dark green across. They do a fair bit of no huddle, um, not as much shotgun. I mean, they do 85% shotgun, but relative to everybody else, they'll uh, they'll put Bennett under center, uh, which is pretty interesting. And then a lot of motion. And, and this is what has stressed our defense out, is this motion. And I think this is probably going to hurt us a lot. Yeah, that, that's going to suck. <laughs> um. You know, a fair bit of play action. They've been really effective at it. Not as much designed rollouts as like Florida. And then, you know, they're running a little bit more gap than than Florida has. Um, and then a little less zone than Florida does. 
um, but good at both. Which is going to really suck for Florida. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, these gap runs are where Florida has really struggled, and I think Florida's going to see Georgia run a lot of gap and counter at them with a really good O-line and um, try and make those linebackers man up, and we'll probably run a few of those, and then they'll have a a play where, you know, Bowers fakes like he's going to block, and they'll, you know, pull those guys around, and then Bowers will be out with nobody covering him. it's just it's a it's a tall ask, and I think you know it gets into just how do you stop something like that. So these are this is not a nice chart. It's a big table, but these are Florida's defense, and this is how Florida's defense has performed. Green is negative EPA per play, so this is good, and then these are percents how much we're doing it. So. You can see blitzing is one of the few things where we've been green. You know, we're blitzing 27%, so that's not a huge amount, but, you know, we're not not blitzing. Uh, when we've brought pressure, it, it's it's tended to work. So this is one thing I'd like Florida to lean on against Georgia is, is you got to try something, and I'd rather go out being aggressive. Yeah, it's way better to kind of – I guess, I guess go out swinging at that point as opposed to just being like, okay, we're, we're just going to try to not give up the big play and they're just going to march down and punch you in the face repeatedly. It's like, well, at, at least at that point, you know, send five or six at, at Stetson Bennett or just at this offensive line and make them earn it. We've been, we've been primarily playing zone, um, a fair bit of man, and both of them have been bad. And I think if you're going to blitz, then you've got to be in man. And then if you're going to play a lot of man and blitz a lot, you probably a little bit better uh, playing a one high safety look. We've mainly played one high, um, but our one high and two high both have been bad. So, you know, play the aggressive one. Let's blitz. Let's play a lot of man. Let's play a lot of cover one and play a lot of cover three and and put that safety down close to uh, when we're not blitzing, try and help, you know, cover Bowers, maybe bracket him. Maybe, you know, cover running back out of the backfield. Maybe spy Bennett. Um, It'll be really interesting. Um, These are Florida's defensive numbers. Really bad against gap runs. So these are these counter runs power that we talked about that I think George is going to kill us with. Um, We've been pretty okay against zone runs. Um, Base personnel, 3-3-5, you know, counting Cox as a linebacker. Um, haven't been great. We've been a little bit better when we've changed tendencies and, and gone like three, four, 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 two, five. But these are probably a little bit situational. Um, I don't think we're trying to base out of either of these. Uh, but it'll be interesting how much Florida rotates guys out there. It might be worth just playing a lot of dudes, blitzing a lot, let guys be super aggressive. Um, you know try and get them off the field as much as you can and, and just see what happens. Yeah. And so this will list like, like three, three, five is let's say the front is Prince Lehman, me Desmond Watson, Javon Dexter. It's three, three, five. If even Brenton Cox is on the line of scrimmage, if he's a stand up edge rusher. Yeah. He's yeah. It's the, it's the same way as the offensive personnel. It's by what, what they're actually designated, not how they're lined up. Got it. Um, you know, he- Seven personnel box, which is a seven person box, which is a little bit heavy. Um, Pretty much everybody's basing out a six man box these days. 
Well, we brought seven into the box, which has probably been situational. Um, we've played a little bit better. You know, when we get these safeties, go ahead and get them close to the line of scrimmage. We've been better. And I think this is where, you know, we kind of talked, I mentioned it earlier. I think Florida gets confused when, when we're asking these guys to show too high pre-snap and then rotate post-snap. Um, under Grantham, everything was, you know, tried to be pre-snap rotations. They didn't really care. And they were pretty loosey-goosey with it. If we were playing cover three, you'd see a single high safety before the snap. Tony doesn't like to do that as much. He likes a lot of post-snap rotation. I think these seven-man boxes are when we just say, screw that. Um, we're bringing the guy down. We know our call. And I think that's where we've been best. So, yeah, this is kind of what, what I'm thinking. If, if we're going to stop Georgia, go ahead and let's bring the safety town and, and let's blitz a lot and, and just go out aggressive. Yeah, I mean, Tony likes to do that thing that um, Ron Roberts, Baylor, obviously the guy who kind of brought Tony up, had a saying that he loves using, which is like, never show the quarterback the same thing post-snap that you've shown them pre-snap. Yeah. And that, that's kind of the same approach here with, with Patrick Tony and this Gators defense. Yeah, and, you know, I think you will, you know, confuse the opposing quarterback. The problem is we confused – our guys are pretty confused a lot too. As the sun comes out and small businesses are back in business, LinkedIn Jobs makes it easier for you to grow your team. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the people that you want to interview faster and for free. With simple tools like screening questions, it makes it easy for you to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. And did you know that nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn every week? Uh, that's pretty impressive. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Um, that's pretty much all I had for the matchup. And my thoughts on it, I just kind of had a, a little bit on third down. If we want to talk about that, um, up to you. Yeah, if you've got time, we'll do it. Yeah, so let's let's talk about that and then kind of finish up. Um, so Florida's been really, really bad, like as bad in the nation as you could be on third down. And, and so one of the things me and Seth Barnador were talking about, well, trying to figure out, is, is it are we bad at one distance? Are we in a lot of short yardage situation? What's going on? So we plotted up third down distance, and then Florida's in the blue, the conversion rate by the opposing teams, and red is everybody else in FBS. And we've been bad at short distances, we've been bad at mid-distances, we've been bad at long distances, and we've been bad at very long distances. And you can yeah. kind of set an expectation based – and if you actually look overall – the, the down and distance for all of our third downs together, they're actually pretty close to average. So average is like 7.2 yards on third down and Florida's like 7.1. So we're pretty much average. We're roughly the same as Alabama, which is here. Um, and, you know, you might expect us to have a conversion rate that's like in the high thirties. And instead we're up here almost at 55%. So it's really bad. And if you just take all of these downs and say, you know, on third and 14, they're only supposed to convert, you know, 20% of the time. And, you know, we gave up one. 
how much extra conversion percent, you know, how does our expected conversion rate on all of our downs compare to our actual one? Florida's the worst in the nation. Nobody deviates from this line as bad as Florida. Um, you know, there's some teams that have similar conversion rates, but they're in a lot of short yardage third downs. So they're bad on first and second down, and then they're bad on third down. Florida's actually pretty average on first and second down, and then just worst in the nation at third down. Um, and I think we just kind of got to hope that we get some luck and some regression to the mean. I don't think Florida's actually this bad of a defense. Um, I don't think we're a great defense, but I don't think we're this bad, worst in the nation on third downs. Um, you know, I don't think that's something that's going to continue the rest of the year. Um, so just got to hope this comes down. Maybe maybe we end the season in the, in the 40s instead of the 50s. So just kind of some thoughts on that. Improvement is is improvement. <laughs> yeah. Also, I love the name of the chart being "Money Down Bad." Yeah, um, that is that is fantastic. That, that that's one of my favorites there. <laughs> I I will say because we've we we've been here for a bit, and I I would like to ask you just before I let you go because right before we started recording, Florida Florida got to commit. <laughs> For, yeah. Florida, Roger Kearney flipped from Florida State. Huge. To Florida, yeah, ma- massive ad, fourth highest ranked kid according to twenty four seven in the twenty twenty three class for Florida. We've talked about what Florida is good at, what they're bad at, what they're average at. How do you, as as a Gators fan, think that Florida is doing at addressing these, and what else can they do to address this in recruiting or the transfer portal? Yeah, I mean, I've, Florida's recruiting has been lights out uh, since Friday Night Lights. You know, we've been closing on our targets at a really high clip, um, and, and it's really impressive. I like, love getting O linemen. I love getting D linemen. I love getting linebackers out of high school. Those are guys that are are they're really difficult to find those positions in the portal. They're they're one of the more scarce positions in the portal, and they take a long time to develop. Um, you don't see a lot of freshmen starting O-linemen in the SEC um, or D-linemen. You know, your DT1 is almost never a freshman. And it just takes some time. And, and getting those guys in for this bump class for Napier is going to be big in year three when people really start judging Napier. When it's, you know, the check's coming due, people are saying, hey, what's his resume for his three years here? And having – a good offensive line and a good defensive line are two boxes you got to check in this bump class. And it looks like it's happening. And, you know, we're, I think we're still in it for a lot of offensive tackles too. And yeah, I've been, I've been really happy. You know, I wish we had maybe another high end linebacker. Um, the skill position guys, I love our receiver class, um, but you can get DBs, you can get wide receivers, you can get running backs, you can get QBs out of the portal really tough to find the trench guys. So I love landing a really good trench guy tonight. Yeah. I mean, that, that was a fantastic. I'd say, I know, like, obviously you, you've mentioned, you know, it's hard to get guys that are going to contribute year one uh, at a high school on the defensive line specifically. Is that one of the reasons that despite this stacked defensive line class that earlier you were like, Oh, well, uh, I think that next year, Florida is still going to have a bad front seven. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like we're going to, 
Like, it's going to be tough to replace Ventrell Miller next year. You know, Shamar James is good, but, you know, linebackers, most guys are upperclassmen before they're really ready to play in the SEC. Um, and I just think you can bring in all of these great D-line guys, and I think they're going to be great rotation pieces. Um, but I think we're going to probably be missing Dexter. And I don't think we've seen – maybe McClellan will end up being a guy who really breaks out and steps up this year. Um, but I don't think you've really seen somebody behind Watson who ha- has been able to play a lot of snaps and play consistently. Um, so I think it's going to be hard next year on the front seven, um, even with all those young guys. I don't necessarily expect any of them to come in and be playing you know, 20-plus snaps next year and making a huge impact. But you know, it can happen. Yeah, we, we can certainly hope, right? Until yeah. until we're let down, we yeah. can hope. <laughs> uh, thank you so much, bud. But let everybody know where they can find you, find any of the, the awesome charts that you put out every week for the four Yeah, games. so uh, pretty much everything I showed. To, you got a little preview of it, but I'm going to drop most of it tomorrow on Twitter at jbuddavis. So, uh, yeah, thanks for having me. I, I always love talking Gator football, so happy yeah. to be here. Thanks. This was all. It was great to just like learn, like like just sit here and just kind of get get taught all this stuff. So it was awesome. Thank you so much.